right, everybody. Well, welcome to the Flashpoint Podcast. My name is Owen Higgins. I am your host. Um, we're still waiting for Alex Lawson uh, to get here, but that's okay. Uh, we'll just get started now. Um, so what we're going to be talking about today is the so-called March for Medicare for All. Uh, and this is a... This is a a loose collection of kind of uh, progressive or progressive leaning, I guess, uh, people similar to like the, you know, the Jimmy Dore types that we talked about earlier in the week. Um, and they are, oh, Alice is going to be a couple minutes. Okay, that's fine. Um, and so they are, uh, th- they've kind of come together um to they they did a march last year in July. I think they're doing another one this year in July that uh, was you know supposed to be uh, nationwide a nationwide attempt at you know kind of forcing uh, people to take Medicare for all seriously, get people on board uh, with the policy. Now, uh, obviously, it didn't really work uh, last time, um, and and turned into you know if you paid any attention to it, basically they had a lot of people uh involved in the march and speaking at it that were you know either like well to the right or uh you know had some maybe questionable ideas about not only healthcare but also um you know medicine in general there's a lot of anti-vaxxers uh kind of floating around uh this this movement uh last year uh they featured uh, anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist Jimmy Dore, as well as uh, anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist um, Craig Gerulda. I'm sorry if I'm mangling uh, his name there. And uh, Fiora uh, Isabel, those the, those guys spoke in L.A. If you don't know who these people are, that's good for you. Unfortunately, I do. Um, and so essentially uh, what happened here was they... They may have started off with good intentions. Whether or not they did or not is, is you know, an open question, I suppose. But uh, very quickly it became apparent that they were uh, well out of their league. They had people coming on who were uh, – they, they had scheduled at least one speaker who was an actual, like, neo-Nazi, this guy in Muncie, Indiana, um, that, you know, they, they could have figured out pretty quickly if they had just, you know, used Google, uh, but they did not. Um, and, and so the thing was, I mean, like not a lot of people showed up, so they could have possibly called it, you know, a success, but if I, you know, I, I don't really know why you would have wanted to like either, you know, call the success or really even like be involved in, uh, doing it again, but they are doing it again. Uh, they are, uh, and they are hosting a fundraiser, uh, next week, uh, a week from Wednesday. So in six days. Um, it's the Help Us Fund Our Fight fundraiser, uh, June 29th, 9 p.m. Eastern. And it features appearances by, and this is important, uh, who's going to be speaking at this thing. So there's Marianne Williamson. Uh, you guys will remember her from the Democratic primary. She is a self-help uh, guru, I suppose, kind of promoted by Oprah Winfrey. Um, in her platform, uh, when she was running for president, she extolled the virtues of the private health system and said that she wanted to keep it. Um, uh, she, there's, there's also some, you know, questions about her politics, whether or not they're right or left, but that's an interesting person to have on board for Medicare for all. I think, I think that 
the what, what she was trying to do, I think, in the in the campaign was to both like have people uh, get their uh, like like have like a public option, but also have uh, private insurance. I don't really think that that's workable, but you know, whatever. Um, so next up is uh, Jimmy Dore. Uh, this is an anti-vax conspiracy theorist who uh, supported Tulsi Gabbard, who was against Medicare for all during the 2020 primary. I know that he's kind of rebranded himself as the big healthcare guy. Um, you know, like that's that's basically all rhetoric. I'm sure he doesn't really even understand uh, the policy itself. Um, but again, I mean, I think the, I think the biggest problem with him being uh, involved with this is the fact that he is an anti-vaxxer, and this is a march about healthcare. And so there's like there's just a real big disconnect there in between like how you can have somebody on your fundraiser panel for this healthcare uh, fundraiser who is, you know, directly opposed to uh, vaccines, which, you know, help to keep us healthy and alive. Um, this guy, uh, Elias Cepeda, I don't know who that is. Uh, Robert Durden, I'm vaguely familiar with him. I think he is some, I, I'm not actually that familiar with him. I, I think I vaguely remember something about him, but I don't want to say it if it's not true. Um, there's the Bank Sisters. I don't know who they are. There's Eve Six, uh, the band, hosted by uh, Savage Joy, and she was one of the people who organized uh, the event last year. Um, and uh, music by Jesse Jett. You may remember him from uh, his unintentionally hilarious uh, attempted Ken Klippenstein uh, diss track from, from uh, I think it was last year. Um, so... Uh, so this is this is what's going on. So they're doing this fundraiser, um, and you know, it, if if it was just the fundraiser and like whatever, I would probably just like leave this alone and wouldn't be particularly interested in it. Um, however, uh, the March for Medicare for All has a little bit of a sticky history here when it comes to their financial financials. Um, you got to link the diss track. Uh, I will if I can find it. Um, so this is in May 2021. Uh, this is this is a tweet that they put out, uh, and this is so again. So this is like two months before uh, their their initial event. We are a group of grassroots activists from across the country building a national coalition demanding Medicare for all. We will be back be backed completely by individual contributions, and and this is the important part. We will have full financial transparency to be viewed on our website very soon. A month later, June 21st, that's a year and two days ago, again, you can watch our financial meetings and you can learn that we just launched everything. You would know if you did your due diligence that the immediate goal is to have financial transparency. Once we do a proper donations ask and start spending money, we are brand new. Now, it has been a year. Uh, and what do they say now? They say, the funds we, that we raise go towards our actions. If you followed us, you would know that. That's it. There's nothing else to this. Other than, um, uh, you know, we are spending the money on what we're spending on. And if you don't believe that, then uh, that's that's your problem. Um, and so and, and also they uh, they said on the 23rd uh, or today, this morning, uh, yes, we list most of our expenses right here on Twitter. We'll have a breakdown. Make sure to contribute when you're satisfied. So now I guess they are going to do a breakdown at some point. Very, very unclear. Uh, but really, the question is, like, so what are they using this money for? And uh, once Alex comes on, she's going to, uh, you know, answer some of those questions because she she did a little bit of work. 
but one thing that she did find out that I can uh, tell you guys about uh, for now is that they are raising money not through uh, WinRed, not through ActBlue, but they're raising it through a uh, PAC called Americans for Democratic Action. Um, and this is an interesting pack. This is this is like they're, like they're not bad. They're you know they're just like a pretty normal Democratic Party progressive pack, like whatever. Um, but it is like a kind of an interesting choice uh, for this group, which kind of presents itself as as against the establishment, as as kind of you know like like uh, bucking the Democratic and Republican parties that they would be. Uh, going through this basically Democratic Party carve-out called Americans for Democratic Action. Um, I reached out to Americans for Democratic Action yesterday, uh, asking them for comment, asking, like, you know, what like what exactly the involvement is. Uh, wasn't really able to find anything out because they never got back to me. I, you know, I looked on their, on their website, uh, wasn't able to find anything there either. Uh, so... It is kind of interesting that that's what they're doing with the money that they're getting, that they're running it through this Democratic Party carve-out, uh, that they're not telling people what they're doing with it. They're not being as – or the, they are telling people what they're doing, but they're not showing what they're doing. They're not being uh, financially transparent, as they said that they would. And so the uh, the question here, I think, is you know whether or not uh, this – thing should be a taken seriously and b like what exactly is going on with the financials here and then of course i suppose c is like kind of like the like the the forward-looking question is um you know who are they going to invite to speak this time and how many of them are going to be anti-vaxxers like jimmy Dore? when again this is for um a healthcare a healthcare march um and alex has joined us so alex thanks so much uh for for being uh, my guest today. I really appreciate um, you being willing to, to jump on this afternoon. Um, I, I just kind of gave like a really brief overview of ADA and, uh, and, and how they're raising money, but do you want to go into a little bit more detail about what you found? Yeah. So, yeah. So um, I had a pack back in uh, like the 2020 election, um, just like to push progressive policy um, uh, like to, to the democratic party and stuff like that. Um, so like, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with FEC filings. I couldn't find anything for them. They've been around since 1979, but, uh, the guy that, that is directly, so they have, um, something called fast action, which is their donate, like who their donate plugin, I guess on their website. And it's not properly secured. I'm a software engineer. So, uh, so the first thing I did was like, check the, the, the requests, you know, like when you press a button or whatever. And it, uh, the, the guy that runs ADA, uh, is Don Kruzler or something like that. And he is a former police, uh, lobbyist. So, um, so I'm just like very, and it seems like they're kind of like a progressive pack, but very shrouded in secrecy. There's no filings. Um, and I just don't like understand the relation between this March, which is supposed to be anti-democrat anti-republican like pro-medicare for all but kind of like and the duopoly type people and like their connection to like a democratic pack that that's supposed to like endorse democratic politicians and run by a police lobbyist and like it's just all very weird and they promised to have all those financials for people that donated last time 
And it's it's all shrouded in secrecy and there's no transparency about that they're working with this group, that, you know, how they get the money, how they approve fund, you know, how they approve their financials. And, you know, and I thought the FEC thing was weird because they would have had to file. Um, they were apparently accepting donations to this group last year and they would have had to file something with the FEC. So, I, you know, I'm not saying they haven't. They've done something illegal. Maybe it's under a different name, but that's the problem, right? Is that we have absolutely no transparency about where, where the money's going. Right. I, I mean, I think that's the base, the baseline with the pack is that you have to show where the money went. You know, I yeah, had to do it, all yeah. those filings. So it is weird. You know, as, as I was saying earlier too, like Americans for democratic action, from what I can tell from their website appears to be a pretty standard democratic party carve out pack. And again, like that's kind of interesting with this group, right? Because mm-hmm. like this group of people, I think would 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 say that they are, you know, vehemently opposed to like liberals and stuff like that. But like here, they are directly uh, working with them. And you know, maybe like maybe like maybe the response is that you know you have to work with everyone in a situation like this. And like, hey, like I I, I get that. But uh, you know, at the same time. Um, when you kind of made your name off of being, you know, it's like, like bucking the establishment. And it's interesting that this is like, this is who you're going through. Right. Right. And, and it's also just, well then say that, you know, I, if there's, I like, I don't find the group itself super offensive except for a bit of confusion about their financials and, you know, the guy's former career, but you know, it's, it's more like just why are they involved? And what is their role? And what did you do with the money last time? And, you know, we're, if you ran at a loss, say that. Like, I, it's just, it's no transparency. And the problem that I had with these marches to begin with, besides, like, the obvious, like, Nazi crossover people, you know, uh, or, like, fast-friendly, you know, people that have, that have platformed Nazis and things like that, was just... The fact that it was, um, it just felt to me like it was a lot of people that shouldn't have been holding that microphone, using it for, to build their own platform instead of it being about healthcare experts and people that have been in this fight for a really long time. Um, and then it also became again, another like wedge issue to be like, oh, you're either against this or you're with us. And if you're against, you know, what we're doing here that you have to throw your own march and you're this and you're that. When it was really down to people saying, well, why are you not having like the national nurses here? Why are you not having like champions for Medicare for all besides a few celebrities? Mostly you guys are using this as a way to like promote your own podcasts and then anti-vax stuff and other stuff, which ended up happening with Door. But, you know, if, if the goal is Medicare for all, do as many marches as you want. Nobody's crapping on you for that. But when we when it seems like it's a transparent way to funnel money and attention into your own platforms with zero transparency and 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 uh, zero real plan to, like, push the ball forward, you know, to make specific demands, I, it just of course people are going to say that looks you know, like a two bit scam. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit more about, um, last time, because, uh, I certainly remember that you and I, uh, were, uh, among the people who were, you know, kind of going back and forth, uh, with, with organizers and attendees and speakers, uh, like mm-hmm. uh, during the, during the March, almost a, almost exactly a year ago. Um, what, like, what was it to you? that was so specifically uh, like, like what, what initially like kind of raised your, your eyebrows about this? Um, like, you know, was it, was it the, was it the neo-Nazi announced the speaker, which like, to be fair, 
Like, once they found out, like, they did pull him off of the thing. Like, I'm not saying, like, he mm-hmm. ended up speaking. But he was listed. Like, he did get in. Um, it, the, the, the thing seemed a little, like, disorganized to me and maybe kind of, like, slightly incoherent. Um, but I am curious, like, like, what was it for you that, that first kind of made you a little skeptical of what was going on? To see Jim, it was because it was like Jimmy Dore, Fiorella, uh, Misty, Winston, um, like at least those three people for sure have all platformed neo-Nazis, Boogaloo Boys. And it's just certainly like there's a there's a faction of the left that thinks we can work with these people. I'm I'm not even going to like there's a faction of the ostensible left <laughs> that thinks we can work with these people. And and then there's the rest of us who keep get calling shit libs because we know these people are a threat to our very existence. And like people like Misty, for example, had a German neo-Nazi on her show to agree with her about stuff. Like, I I don't understand the value in putting these people on stage with a microphone and try if you want legitimacy, if you want Nina Turner to come to your your event. You know, why is she why is yeah, she I re- I- I, I remember. I remember that was a big complaint, right? That was a big complaint. Like their yep. complaint was that that Turner wasn't attending this march um, at the same with, time. Yeah, that they were having like you know these uh, these fringe figures with ties to the far right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you shouldn't be asking a, a progressive black woman to to share a stage with somebody that's comfortable around neo Nazis. It's it, you know it's it's untenable. It would have been honestly a disaster if like if Nina or Charles Booker, or these other people actually ended up showing up at these events and then the media caught wind of it. And then that's just another thing to pile on the list of, of shit that they never let you live down as a progressive. Right. And it happens sometimes. Sometimes you end up at weird events or, or you end up liking a Like it happens sometimes, but it's so blatant here. You know, it's so blatant. And I just, and they have no expertise in this. I mean, they, I have more expertise because I, my dad died because of not having Medicare for all, you know, but I still wouldn't think that I needed to be like the premier speaker at some event for Medicare for all, because I'm not an expert. I mean, you know, I, it, you hand the mic over unless it's about your platform. And I just felt like this was just a, an effort to grow a platform and also to like marginalize people that had real objections. And that was the bigger problem I had is like, you're a shit lib, you're a fake leftist, you're this, you're that, if you don't go to this march. If you don't support this march, I don't support it because you're you're muddying something we've been fighting for for a long time. You're you're embarrassing us. That's why I don't support it. Not because I don't support a march for Medicare for all, which I 100 percent support any action as long as you aren't you are allying with the people that want to kill a bunch of us. Yeah, I think that, you know, one important point here is that um, so a lot of the stuff that if, if you're not familiar with a lot of these person, I mean, this, it probably would take too long to like I- explain who all of them are. But a lot of this stuff happens kind of online. And I will give credit uh, to the organizers here that they uh, did do this, you know, offline. Like this was something like, you know, the, whether or not anybody showed up to it or not. Um, and, and, you know, n- no matter who spoke it or not, like they did do something offline. Like that's that, that's certainly fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um but the, but the the kind of like the vitriol that was that was thrown at people for for questioning this was was pretty bad. Um, you know, it was it, it it was it was pretty unpleasant. Um, you know, if if especially I think you know for probably for some of us more than others. Like I don't think that I really got like that much uh, crap. But um, 
I think Alex probably did uh, more than I did uh, because <laughs> you've been kind of tangling with these people uh, m- more. Um, but uh, what do you what do you think about like that kind of aspect of it? That that there is this kind of like that 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 because I think that one of the things that they would probably say is that they are trying to do something offline. You know, d- like no matter how. N- no matter what complaints and what criticisms can rightly be uh, launched at it, uh, it, it is true that they are trying to do something uh, like "quote unquote" real, right? Right. Yeah. No. And, and yeah, sure. Like I agree. Get out there and get on the ground when you can. You have to do that. But why do you have to be the like platform speaker? Why do? You, why does it have to center around you, uh, uh, an ostensible like Twitter personality, media personality, instead of? the people that have been in this fight for a really long time and on the front lines of it. And, and not only that, it's, it's, you know, bad press is bad press sometimes. Like if you, if you have a quote unquote, like if you make the new face of the movement, Jimmy Dore, okay, well, you've just lost so many people. Like so many people aren't going to fight with you now. Like, because now they're like, oh, well now they're going to associate like, like these good policies with like this weird, like kind of like fash adjacent weirdo that like disrespects women and like, and is anti-vax and it's just bananas. Like, I, I'm sorry. I want the best representatives for this cause we can get because I want to bring people in and I'm not going to bring people in with fringe lunatics like Jimmy Dore and his ranting about vaccines on stage for 15 minutes, you know, which he did. Or, yeah, or, I, or yeah. whining about AOC, who's one of the most popular politicians in the country. Like, whatever your personal feelings are, like, you, that's not what that march was for. It wasn't for bitching about the people that most agree with us. It was for, like, calling out, why aren't you calling out, you know, Clyburn and Pelosi and Schumer and these people that have constantly put spokes in the tires, right? Or, you know, like, uh, you know what I mean. But, yeah, it's just, to me, it's just counterproductive. I'd rather have no march than a march that completely misrepresents our goals. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that it was pretty clear, like, watching Dor and the other kind of, I guess we could just kind of call them, like, in the collective, uh, like, the the podcasters, the Twitter podcasters, uh, you know, going up on stage and they would just kind of just start talking about, like, whatever their, their pet issue was at the time. Um, and, of course, at the time, I mean, it's 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 less now. Uh, the anti-vax stuff has kind of uh, cooled off a little bit in this in this corner of of the uh, hesitate to call it left, but what but this this political corner where people have kind of pulled back a little bit, I think from from the anti-vax stuff and kind of gone more into uh, uh, well, I guess in 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 Dora's case, there's been some anti-trans stuff and. And uh, now he's, you know, he's, he's been talking about Ukraine a lot, I guess. Um, but, but I think in general, like, at the time, uh, there was a lot of anti-vax sentiment, and they were just, like, really embracing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, I'd like to, like to kind of get your reaction to that as, as somebody who's observing this. Like the, like, the idea that you would be at a march for Medicare for All, something that is ostensibly about health care, something about, uh, you know, taking care of people's health and, and, and making sure that they, you know, don't die of preventable diseases and, and preventable consequences of diseases, uh, to then kind of like go all in on the anti-vax stuff, call it an experimental vaccine. Um, and, and here, by the way, like, you know, I'm just like referring, I'm just using the language that they were using. Um, like, 
set aside if if possible, right? The like <laughs> the the very real um and shitty uh, uh just like personal qualities and also uh the like the, you know the platforming of far right figures uh the, like the the all in on anti-vax stuff I think is a really 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 interesting facet of this because it really kind of seems that it, that it not only like uh is counter to the to the intent of the march itself but it's also it's 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 also kind of like it it, it kind of makes it fringe and I thought it was interesting like what you said about AOC and how like Doris and and his people are always going after her and I'm not saying that you shouldn't criticize politicians especially politicians uh who are you know quote unquote on your side um but it is interesting that these guys like only ever go after uh the ones on the left and hardly ever go after the ones on on the right um and and in not only doing that but then also doing this anti-vax thing they're kind of like discrediting the march it's almost like they're uh they're 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 trying to like discredit and and break down the movement itself, right? I mean, like I'm yep. not I'm not saying that it's conspiracy to do that, but I'm saying that like the sum total of their actions does appear to be that to me. It does, and I you know I just I'm suspicious of anybody that's even tangentially like in the the Peter Thiel orbit. I really am because it's it's two things. It's it's kind of like constantly placating the right wing and 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 you know, not criticizing them and then, and then dividing up the left. And, and, and then the other thing is also just being a slave to the algorithm in a way, you know, of like, you know, the anti-vax stuff was like trending. And then all of a sudden Jimmy Dore got on that. And then that was the whole thing. Right. And then the next thing was like, was all every single person in Ukraine is a Nazi, you know, like, I don't agree with continually funding that war forever. And my, my position is a lot more nuanced than anything you see on Twitter. But, um, but, you know, like, it's, it's whatever seems to be like trending in like the Tucker universe, and the, uh, then goes to the Greenwald universe, and then to the door universe, and then trickles down to like all the people that are like related to him. And, um, and yeah, as far as me- Medicare for all goes, it completely undermines it. I'm sorry, you can't say that you care about healthcare for every single person, and then undermine other people's health intentionally. You just can't. Like, that's a hard line. Uh, You're refusing to get vaccinated for what? You know, you're literally choosing to hurt other people if you if there's no medical reason for you to do it. And it's, you know, if the the, I think the idea of Medicare for all is because it's compassion, right? Like it's a humanist position. It's 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 about like the maximal position for helping the most people in the greatest way. And how can you do that at the same time as you're willing to like actively hurt people? actively kill possibly kill people I, I i think you're undermining yourself completely yeah there's like no coherent like reason for it uh certainly um and so i just want I, I just want to shift a little bit like off of this um march specifically and then just you know i, I maybe we should have done this earlier for you know for listeners who who aren't familiar uh you know with this cast of characters and again we're not going to go into like super detail but I think it is kind of important to to give a bit of an overview of like the kind of the underlying conflict that we're talking about here, uh, which is that there's this there's this kind of split. And I think it's kind of like a post Bernie Sanders losing again in 2020 split 
where uh, you know a number of his supporters uh, kind of peeled off and went kind of the conspiratorial route and have now kind of, and now there's this kind of like it's it, I mean I hesitate to like even call it a civil war within the left because these are like relatively marginal figures in a relatively marginal movement but um like it, it it it's certainly true that like there is this kind of like back and forth this fighting going on uh between these two factions and i think that you know i i i pay attention to it pretty frequently although not you know not all the time um but i i know that i know that you have certainly You've had your issues uh, with this group as well as I mean, you've had your issues with with the with the Kamala Harris supporters as well, and and, and a number of other people. <laughs> yeah. But, um, can you just kind of give like your kind of overview as to like who who these people are and like what you know what what the conflict is? And and I'll also say that like we'll open the phone lines too if you guys want to call in. We'll, we'll we'll start taking calls in a couple minutes here. But Alex, if you could just kind of go over that and and kind of explain like like kind of your view and like how you have kind of interacted and, and encountered these people. So I like to me, I think the like, I guess the reason I keep mentioning Dora is because I think it kind of started with that, with the whole force, the vote thing. I hate even saying that at this point, because it's like, I'm shuddering that we're still talking about it, but it did start this kind of split where it was like, if you did, if you don't agree with us, you're against us, you're my enemy, you're a shit lib, you're this and that, you know, and lots of people agreed with, on the strategy, but didn't agree with the di- like the dividing people up at the end. A lot of people maybe agreed with like didn't agree with the ask, but agreed with the strategy. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of actual nuanced positions. I thought initially that it was a good idea, and then I saw how it was being wielded. And then of course January six happened, and at that point it should have been dropped because it was over. But it was like literally the plan was like the day before right but then we said we kept talking about it forever and then like when that started to die off it felt like that summer all of a sudden you know oh, oh and that started with Brianna Joy Gray you know Jimmy Dore um the Gray Zone peeps you know the the usual kind of group of people that didn't want to force a vote uh, uh or they wanted you know the squad to force a vote to like not elect Pelosi unless they uh, as speaker unless they put Medicare for all on the floor for a vote that would have failed. Um, but the, you know, the idea was to force a vote and get people on record, which Bernie just did with the $15 an hour minimum wage. It definitely has utility. Um, but you know, like the situation didn't have a backup plan. Like there was nobody to take Pelosi's place. There's a couple problems with the strategy. So it's like, maybe we should ask for committee seats or something that would actually turn into something. Anyway, regardless of how, if you weren't all in on everybody's a piece of shit that doesn't support force the vote, like then you were like cast out of that group and, um, and then attacked relentlessly. And then it was like, you love AOC, you love the squad, you're obsessed with Democrats, blah, 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 anybody, you know, and then it's just like been nonstop attacking anybody that's even like, like it is doing like a, like a strategic vote for the shitty Democrats, you know? <laughs> um, but then like, then it was like nothing. And then this, then the summer came and they, they decided to do this March and it was like totally out of the blue. And then it was like, give us money and we're going to do this. And then we saw the list of speakers and it's like, what, you know, like these are people that have been platforming, you know, German neo-Nazis have been platforming American fascists, like 
uh, Boogaloo Boys, like, you know, have been going down this anti-vax route. Now we're going to, like, make a whole march around them. And they were the same people that had been attacking and shitting on us. And, like, for me, from a mile away, I could tell that it was the same thing as Force Vote, where it was going to be, like, this fracture, right? Like, this, like in-group, out-group thing, like, if you don't do that, you know, there's always seems to be this new litmus test coming specifically from this group of people about if you're a real leftist or not. And, and the ironic thing is that the people that they're always accusing of not being real leftists are the ones that I know that, like, are actually organizing. They're actually at protests. They're actually, you know, knocking on doors. They're actually calling people. They're actually doing the work. But um, but they had objections because this isn't it wasn't structured with like the leaders of the movement as the like the, the featured people. And it wasn't, you know, but like not to focus on that too much. But the idea is this group of people is very like they say they're anti-electoralism, but they're not. They're anti-Democrat. They want a third party. And they think if you if you like run as a Democrat, then you're a sellout. And yes, there's like real institutional problems with the Democratic Party and Pelosi and leadership. And I don't even know like how to get over that. I can't even tell you. But but the idea you can't win right now with the third party. There's not even a third party that that that's in all 50 states besides like libertarians. But, you know, it's basically if you run as a Democrat, you're a piece of shit. If you vote for a Democrat, even if they're like unseating a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> well, let me just let me just say like about third parties as you know, as somebody who who, who has, has studied them and, and, and reported on them a lot, like um, it, it's certainly like not an impossible lift uh, mm-hmm. to have a progressive third party uh, mm-hmm. in in the U.S. That's not an impossible thing, but uh, we're not- but but, <laughs> the th- but it takes a lot, a lot of work, a lot yeah. of work like the Green Party. Getting to the point that, and I don't even think they're in all fifty states. No. Like even getting to the point that they were at took took years and years and years. And I think that for a lot of people who were rightfully uh, disillusioned and angry after Sanders lost again in twenty twenty, um, and and especially after twenty sixteen, uh, you know, disillusioned with the Democratic Party again, like like uh, completely rightfully, completely yeah. rightfully. Um, there is like a sense that like hey maybe like maybe we can uh maybe we can kind of just like just like do this quickly right like we can just kind of like skip skip through all of this uh, all of the steps and stages and if you're interested for like a more uh, like a bit of a longer discussion about this you can check out uh, uh like the last episode from earlier this week when we talked about the people's party and like the specific issues uh with with what they're trying to sell people but um like it, it's it's very 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 difficult, and right. so I think that for 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 a lot of people, and this is just you know my interpretation, and I, I I may be wrong about this, but it it strikes me that a lot of people look at uh, the political landscape and they think that this could happen very very quickly. Yeah, and it's just not something that can happen that quickly. It's, it would take. It's going to take if if it if it happens. It's going to take, or or it would take, or it could take, um, a level of uh, work and dedication that that is really like like kind of hard to like to to think about, especially when you know like the, like the end goal that we might be looking at is like ten fifteen years away. Yeah. Uh, because honestly, like I get it. Like it doesn't seem like we have that amount of time. 
and we don't have that amount of time. We don't. Uh, that like that's true. So um, like the question is like, what's what's the political solution here? And if your political solution uh, involves electoralism, um, it is hard for me to see how that results in anything other than uh, you know pe- people on the left. I guess, you know, trying to do like this Bernie Sanders thing of taking over the party. Now, if you want to do third party, I like I totally I'm I'm totally all about it. But, uh, you know, the 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 Republican Party back in the 1800s, like that took a long time. It took the total collapse of another party, the Whigs, in order for it to even become a viable uh, strategy. So I think that there, there's there there are a lot of promises that are being made uh, to people who are feeling increasingly desperate and increasingly uh, like like you know like there's no that they have no good options and that they're being uh, per- betrayed and let down by the elected officials which they are again which they are like this yeah. is like this is not an unreasonable feeling right no. that is 100% what's happening totally but uh, like the point is is that like the, the, these these quick fix solutions that are being offered are are not serious, and if somebody is offering that to you, you have to like wonder like why they're doing that. Yeah, because it 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 strikes me that they're probably doing that uh, for a reason that has to do with like has more to do uh, with their uh, like their personal. Their, their, their personal gain and their self-promotion than it does like anything having to do uh, with actually providing relief to anybody or helping anybody. Um, and Alex, I'm, I'm curious what you had to say. And I just want to say again, like if anybody wants to call in and join the conversation, feel free. Uh, lines are open. So yeah, so go ahead, Alex. I'm just curious what you think about that because I know that I know you've been kind of like floating around the sphere for a long time too. Yeah, uh, well, it's that's exactly it. Like, my journey to like the left from being just like a progressive liberal was quite literally like the beginning of what they what they've been pushing for years was was like okay, fuck the Democrats, like they're they're losers, like there's got to be a third party, right? And then I'm like looking at the, and then I actually joined the the progressive or the people's party slack. Like this was like two years ago um, to see what they were up to. And then like immediately like realized this is like not going to do it. You know, there were people doing good work, but like there was, there was just too many like bad ideas. And, um, and then I like started reading a lot of like things about history and theory. And, and then I like realized like step one is like hating the Democrats, but you have to move beyond that. Right. Like you have to then start looking at the system in total. And then you have to realize like the systemic blockades that are up against you, like that are intentional. Why is it so hard for another party? Right. Like that's that there's reasons that they put these systemic roadblocks in places because they don't want us to have power. So you out, then if you're against electoralism at that point, which is reasonable, I'm not even like a strong, like you got to vote. I mean, I live in Vermont. My vote doesn't matter. We have a third party here that does extraordinarily well. So we have like a city council that has a majority of a third party and we have a, you know, we have a good plurality in Congress, in our state Congress. So like, to me, I'm not going to tell you like you have to vote or you have to don't vote, but I'm not going to shit on somebody that's like in, in Florida or Georgia and decides I'm going to, you know, vote for not fascism. Like, because it's not down to individual choices. It's it's down to like looking at the systemic problem, which is the system, right? And the system is designed to like, 
to fuck everything up for everything we try to do. So then you have to organize outside it. And that, that, that means like, if they're serious about hating electoralism, I want to see you guys get out there and start helping people unionize, you know, like that kind of thing. You don't get to just tweet general strike every two weeks and then like, and then throw like random events, expect people to give you their money with no real plan and no real actual understanding of what it's going to take to bring the system down. You know, I think like you have to understand the forces and it doesn't even feel to me like the people that constantly like uh, self-promote and, and are ha be like call themselves the faces of these movements are even doing the work to understand the work that's required. <laughs> so it's like to me, it's just they're stuck on that one step of hating the Democrats. Like I hate you. Look at my page. You know, I don't like the Democrats. You know, I don't think I'd, anybody that doesn't read what I write that does read what I write would think I like the Democrats, but we have to look at the system. You know, we have to look at like cracks in the system where we can break through. If that means unseating a city council member, you know, with a, with a Democrat, that's really like a socialist, or if that means, uh, you know, if that means that we, that we exploit the fact that like we can unionize this, this thing in our town, like you have to like, take any crack in the system and learn how to exploit it. But you can't do that if you're not educating people, if you're just fooling them into thinking, it's going to still be just a vote, you know, a vote and a march and we'll fix it. It's just not a thing. You can't, you know, general strikes take forever. We've never even had one in this country. We had some wildcat strikes, but we never had a general strike. So understand what this takes and stop making yourself the face of it if you can't even make it past step one. That's always been my argument. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think that that is like the like the main issue here, right, to kind of bring it back to like the march itself where, you know, there's. There's no actual organizing going on. There's no actual like uh, push for anything. Like all like all it is is it's just getting a bunch of your friends together to 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 speak at this event. And look, like that's like that's that's fun and that's fine. Um, but you know, uh, like obviously it's not uh, enjoyable to uh, or, or or it's it's not it's not helpful. Uh, to anyone who you're, who you're, who you're saying you're trying to help, uh, right. like, like to do something like this. Like if, if, if the, if, if the, if the real, uh, effort here is to change people's minds and to, you know, to get a bill through, through Congress, uh, like the, like the level of work to do that. I mean, yes, like it does involve like some sort of, of popular will like that, like that helps, but like, it also helps if you can get like a bunch of people to show up. And, and I just don't, I mean, maybe it'll happen this year, but like last year, I think that that was like kind of one of the problems is that like yeah. people did not show up. And so right. if people aren't going to show up, then that doesn't really actually help your case politically. Uh, let's take this uh, caller here. Um, uh, Schnarf, uh, go ahead. Hey, what's up? Um, so I, I'm not in disagreement with the points that you guys are making, but I'm going to make a statement and then I'm going to explain why. And I'm going to use the context of healthcare to explain. Um, I don't think there's an immediate political solution. The problem is, is that we have this, this urgency and this, this need to have a political solvency that I don't think is possible within the system that we live in. So the reason why I don't think it's possible is because if we take healthcare for example, the trajectory of healthcare as being a part of the of GDP has grown, and it's projected to grow to about twenty seven percent from ten percent. 
which means that we're cannibalizing our own population. We're actually taking sickness and making it a, a way that we are productive. That's the most counterproductive, ass-backwards, stupid thing that we could do, but that's what we're doing. And we've elected to do that because how we make money is through, uh, not through production, but through what some people would call fictitious commodities. What do I mean by fictitious commodities? I mean, basically, stocks, investments, uh, companies doing stock buybacks. These are the, the means by which wealth is, is being generated. And until we deal with the way that we produce and the way that our, our economy fundamentally works, a political solvency is like, I don't know, taking a piss in a lake. It's not going to do anything. <laughs> you know, it's just, it doesn't make a difference. Um, so what I think and I, and I think a lot of people are now calling themselves socialists. And I think it's a good thing because even if you're not a socialist, you're starting to look at things from the perspective of people as opposed to the, to the perspective that's dominated the United States for probably the last like 70 years, which is the invisible hand of the market. That's now manifested itself into religion, into just about everything and anything. So I'm, 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 I'm I'm interested because I th I think you're making some good points, but but I what I'm interested in I kind of want to like ask you about this like so what do you think you're saying that you saying that you don't see a political solution like like unless there is a uh, you know some sort of like a pullback or 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 a change in kind of how how the economy works and production but um but, but what is what 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 kind of a solution do you see? I mean, do you see a solution, or do you just think that because we have to wait for a political one, we need to kind of start seeing things in that perspective? We we have two choices. We well, we really well we really have three. But like one choice is the most obvious one in other places other than the United States, which is political power comes from the barrel of a gun, right? Which is never going to happen in the United States because armed rebellion in the United States at, at best would be like January sixth. It would be like a like a like a bourgeoisie insurrection. It would have no benefit to regular people, and it would just be completely ideologically screwed up. The second thing is, is that we start producing a culture of change. And what I mean by that is people understanding that healthcare is fucking us. A lot, you know, I've had these discussions with people who literally go back to the, to Obamacare and they go crazy over it. Like, like it's some kind of intrusive uh, measure that, that destroyed their lives. But at the same time, they don't even have healthcare, right? There's no educated or, or, or even forget educated because we're, we're, like we're gone. We're far gone from that. Like education has been gutted to the point where, you know, having a legitimate conversation with anyone is far, far reaching, right? Like of an expectation. I think what we need is a culture that, that reduces this, this kind of instant gratification, this, this bombardment with information and this lack of meaning and truth, right? We need to get over that shit first, because if we don't do that, then we can't have uh, uh, an actual legitimate conversation, let, an, let, let alone an educated one. Absolutely. So, so, so yeah, so, so a change, a change in, in culture. Um, I think that is certainly something uh, that, that would be, that would be really helpful. Um, like uh, I think obviously like that's going to take 
some time. Uh, but 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 it's certainly uh, you know it, it, it's certainly an option. I think that um, I think that it's something to strive for. Uh, certainly, let's take Sean. Uh, Sean, go ahead. Well, this is actually funny because uh, I was actually one of the people majorly involved in the first marches, and the group ended up having like kind of a falling out like midway through to where like I was actually. Uh, I was, I was actually, um, I was the one who planned the LA March, you know, even with Jimmy Dore and, you know, everything else. And, and, you know, I, I heard people talking about Carly Fiorina. I'm actually fine with her because of the fact that, like, at the end of the day, what the march was it's there to fi- do. Fiorella Isabel. <laughs> yeah, Fiorella Fi- Isabel. I was fine with her because I think that the major thing that needs to be done is challenge the institution, challenge the Democratic Party, challenge like I plan the entire L.A. march to go in front of CNN for a very particular reason. They have heads of the pharmaceutical industry on their board. So the entire march, the first marches were there to challenge power to their face and to actually be able to show the American public like, listen, the Democratic Party doesn't represent you. They do not represent you. And this and, the, and this is the other reason I chose L.A. was to highlight the cowardice of the Democratic Party in California. They have a super majority, but still they're not passing Medicare for all. So there was an inherent um, understanding within the march uh, last year that what we were going to do was challenge power. Now, there are some people who want to be friendly with the Democratic Party, this that, and the other. And and that's fine. You know what I mean? If that's we, we didn't kick anybody out, but. That was the entire idea was to directly challenge the Democratic Party. Now, at the end of the day, what the entire um, what the entire marches have turned into is pretty much vote blue no matter who. They're talking – and because of the fact like it's one thing to have a strategy of like, oh, we're going to go march on Washington and put pressure on politicians. That's fine. But the entire march for Medicare for all has now started to attack local state groups, local activists in the states who are trying to do other stuff like whole Washington. And it's completely asinine because of the fact not only did Joe Biden say he'd veto Medicare for all, but Nancy Pelosi won't even bring it up for a fucking vote. So if your entire strategy is to shit on state organizers when you have no plan to get it passed through the national you know, mechanism, it's insane. And now they also have like the real progressive, who I think is the CIA op at this point in time, who's like super M. Sure, so, um, so, 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 so let yeah. me uh, – so you're not involved uh, now? No, not at all. Not at all. But I'm, like, I'm curious. Like, so it, it it's it's strange for me to hear you say that with 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 you know some of the people who were on the slate there for that fundraiser. Um, but but yeah, like that is that is that is interesting. Um, uh, Alex, I'm curious. Like, uh, have have you heard about this this split within the within the march where where you know where some people are are doing this uh, vote blue no matter who that that I mean this is news to me. But but I'm I'm I I, I appreciate Sean calling in because he obviously you know has this. Uh, you know, a kind of on the ground um, experience and mentality where he's able to like tell us, I, like I will say just before you answer that, uh, that uh, Irish Gordo in the chat um, says that uh, he, he, he thinks that Medic, uh, March for Medicare for All is using uh, NGP Van. Now, if you're not familiar with NGP they are. Van, they Sorry. are. Okay. Yeah. So NGP Van is the, um, uh, well, you probably know what they are. Why don't you explain actually who they are? <laughs> Because this is more, this is more kind of your your, yeah. your area of expertise. It's a it's 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 a voter database essentially, instead of tools that allows organizers. Uh, I think it's only Democrats, right? Um, it is Democratic Party affiliate. Right. I, I know that. Yeah. Yeah, to accept donations, to to like make their 
phone bank, text bank lists, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then they, the, they take those, that database of information and they upload it into like their preferred, uh, you know, like spoke or whatever, you know, text banking, call banking thing they're going to use, canvassing thing they're going to use. That's at least what I understand it to be. Got it. Got it. But, but yeah, so, so, um, have you heard about this kind of this split within the march and, and this kind of idea maybe that um that the no. organizers are kind of leaning more like I, like I hadn't heard that but but again like I haven't really heard a lot about them until uh, just the other day when I saw that they were doing this fundraiser yeah no I, I haven't heard anything about that and uh, but you know I don't think so because like I mean people like Jesse Jett and the, the, that guy Robert Durden like the, they're super not I don't know the blue no matter who people uh, to put it lightly, but um, I mean, like, yeah, no, I don't know anything about that except that I know for a fact they they are using NGP van because that was the thing with the donation button and with the ADA, like that all that all that information came from it from van. So does that mean that maybe like that M for M for all is being run? as a subsidiary of ADA through and that they're doing donations through NGP. I'm just trying to like figure out like how this is. I working. don't, I mean, that's what I couldn't figure out because they don't have any financials and they, they and they ran it last year. Do you know? Uh, oh, I, I guess he left. I was going to ask him if he knew. Um, uh, uh, last year they were working with ADA too. I was just wondering if he knew about that because um, this isn't a new thing. This is just like I got more information this time, but um, yeah, and and and, and, and again, like as we were saying, like, say. like it's very. Oh no, strange. here he is. Here he is. He's he, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, can you answer that question for us? That that one about ADA. Did you know that they were involved with them? Yeah, no, they were. Um, we actually got connected to them through uh, CalCare, which is a local California organization trying to pass Medicare for all through uh state through the state legislator so yeah well that's how we that's how we originally got connected to them it's in fact they're incredibly helpful because until we got connected to them we didn't have any ability to get any donations so that was uh it was it was incredibly and the dudes were really helpful but i mean let me just explain real quickly like what the divide was was you did have people who are more kind of leftist but the way and, and you see this with a lot of organizing groups people splinter. So you got one group goes over here, another group goes over here. So you have people more like, you know, friendly type of people trying to go through the system. People are like, you know, screw the system. And what happened is that those groups splintered. And then one of the groups, instead of actually trying to build a bigger movement where each March had individual people, you know, actually organizing on a regular basis, it just became about like a group of people of 10 to 15 people who were in charge of literally everything, no democratic process. And that's what I'm actually thinking is the reason why they're not doing marches all across the country because they never built the infrastructure for it, which was my major, you know, attempt to actually do was to ensure the infrastructure was built. But now they're just you know it but but that if you want to understand what the march for medicare for all is it's that it is a small group of people who pretty much kicked everybody else out in because of the fact they wanted to have you know the power over the entire group which did not bring a democratic system into the process whatsoever and because that was the major setup or the major conclusion of the first marches now that's led into the new continuation of this group which is we have the power we're the serious people 
and they have no plan, they have no structure, and they don't have an actual democratic mechanism to get real actual organizing done. The only thing that they have is, like I said, a, a, a small group of people who were originally part of the foundation who kind of yeah. got rid of anybody yeah. else who disagreed a, a, with them. Yeah, a, a, you know, a, a, a tale as old as time, honestly. I mean, I think I think with, with a lot of of organizations like this, uh, I mean, that is what happens, right? Like, like things just kind of disintegrate uh, like that. They, they just, you know, they just kind of, uh, you know, the, the centralization versus like having, you know, smaller groups kind of on the periphery do their thing. Um, yeah. Sounds like that's what happened here, um, which, which is interesting. I think that's, in, you know, especially for those of us who are looking, you know, from the outside looking in, um, it is interesting to, to, to kind of what, because, you know, from our perspective, it's kind of like, you know, we, we, we weren't really paying attention to them for like a year. Um, and now it's been a year and now like they pop back up. Um, like, I mean, you probably should have assumed that there would be like some like drama, uh, behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, it does sound like, like that's happened. Well, we just have a couple more, uh, minutes here, uh, Alex. Um, I'm just kind of, I, I guess my last question to you, um, would be, yeah. So, so what kind of, um, organizing, and uh, do you think that people should be looking at, you know, like the kind of like more kind of real, real world, uh, uh, you know, stuff rather than these kind of marches, which which, again, like like we said, have kind of become uh, just just like new platforms for for these uh, f- for these for these podcast kind of uh, Twitterati people. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to say join DSA. Every DSA is different. So, you know, there's some that focus a lot on electoral politics. And then there's some that are just doing a lot of mutual aid, direct, direct organizing, you know, local, like local ballot measure stuff that, you know, we're trying to get something passed here for a direct democracy initiative. Um, but, you know, like we don't we don't do the na- the, the national organizing or even really statewide, um, but you can plug into them. There's also Food Not Bombs. I'm always going to recommend that, like, you can get involved with them and help feed people. They're an anarchist group. So if you're um, more that leaning, that's really great. Um, the IWW, believe it or not, the Wobblies, they're still um, they're still organizing and some of the chapters are really strong. Um, so that's another place to get plugged in. But I, I think just look at these decentralized groups because this is, you know, what you just hear, heard is the problem, right? Like when, when power is way too consolidated, we have problems. So, you know, if you find a group like DSA, they work because they're so decentralized and they get to set their own initiatives and they have their own internal democracy. And, um, and it feels good, man, to help, like to help just be doing something every time I feel like really depressed, I try to help something like in some way, because at least I feel like I'm putting positive movement forward to do something about this rather than like helplessly, you know, tweeting about it. So I mean, kind of of like flailing around, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really it. It's just like just doing anything, anyone that go to a protest, you know, show a little solidarity or, you get like, so I, I'm very sick right now. So like, I have to do a lot of stuff from home, but I take the boring administrative stuff, you know? So it's like, even, even if you can't move around, you can still help. There's always ways to help the movement and to do something. I think everybody has a part to play. Absolutely. Uh, so Alex, where can people find you and follow you and, 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 you know, keep, keep up on your work? Oh, um, I'm just on t- Twitter. <laughs> it's, uh, at, Scarlet red, but uh, it's S X E R L E T R E D. Great. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Alex, for joining. Thanks uh, to 
all of the callers uh, for for their um, for their contributions. Uh, like would would like to definitely shout out Sean for uh, for really like interesting um and kind of like you know really on the ground i guess like uh feedback there as to like what's going on um with this specific movement so um so again so thanks everyone uh for joining us remember that if you are listening live or on replay on the app to uh subscribe and to follow if you're listening on replay via syndication on apple podcasts or spotify be sure to rate us follow us do all the differently named things that are all the same on those different uh, platforms. And uh, yeah, so we will see you guys next week. Bye.